0: Man, I've been gone so long. I hope I remember how to do this. Um, I want to thank New Rain for being here. It's always exciting, always a pleasure to have you guys here. I want to thank Bo Davis and Mark Atwater for preaching while I've been gone. And I really wanted to be back for Father's Day. And I want to begin a new series this week Our Father. You know, our theme for this year is that there is more, and the more is more of God, that we never really get to know the full depths of God, that we're all always children, just standing in the shallows, looking out into the ocean of His love, like the love of a Father that is beyond our understanding. It's Father's Day. And I want to lift up our fathers in in just a minute. But before I do that, I, I want to reflect. You know, of all the big days that we have in church, you know, there's Easter, there's Christmas, Mother's Day is a big day. Like after Easter and Christmas, that is the biggest church attendance in the year. It's bigger than the other major days like Homecomings and and Friends' Days and what have you. And recently Lifeway Research did a they did a survey on those big church days. And you know where Father's Day came in? Dead last. There is no bump for Father's Day. Now how can that be? How can that be when we worship a heavenly father? When when we every week remember his son, our brother, who died for us to make us part of his family, that, that we remember that we have that spirit alive in us. How can that be? You know, Father's Day and Mother's Day were both founded as church events more than a hundred years ago and yet and yet look at the difference. Father's Day should be a really big day. God our loving Father, Christ our brother. Why isn't it? I think it says a lot about our society. And I think it says a lot about religion, whatever we say. It says a lot about our experience of God. So I really do want to lift up our fathers this morning. Because you are men of God. And you are here. And I want to pray over you. I want to pray over us. And I don't want us to stand. I would really, really love it uh, if you're able and if you're so moved to join me and to kneel and to ask that those around us lay hands on us as we pray. Lord, we, we fathers kneel in submission to you. And Lord, how desperately the world needs to see us do this. We surrender our hearts. We surrender ourselves. And we offer ourselves to you. Lord, we struggle. We struggle. We're supposed to be the guys with all the answers. And so often we're just little boys trying to figure it out. We think that we're supposed to be in control. But Lord, as Christian men, we know that we're not. We know that we're desperate for you and we surrender ourselves to you because we would know you. Lord, we're surrounded by our loved ones. Lord, I pray that you would give us the strength to be the men that you want us to be. That we would be men who lead on our knees. And Lord, we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, men. Our nation desperately, desperately needs fathers. According to fathers.com, 33% of American children live without their biological father. 39% of children in grades 1 through 12 live without their biological father. 57.6% of black children, uh, 31.2% of Hispanic children, 20.7% of white children. And single parenthood has risen drastically. 55.1% of all black children, 31% of all Hispanic children, 21% of all white children. The social costs are staggering. And you teachers, you teachers are on the front line of this one. And you see it. You see it and you experience it in the children that you're trying to educate. That need to be loved and need to be saved. You see it. The social costs are staggering, the spiritual costs are devastating. When the father is absent, we hurt. We're a society of orphans without an intimate relationship with the father. So many, so many are there and if, if that, for those of us that that wasn't our experience, We should fall to our knees and thank God for it. How does it play out? Well, you know, we look for love. We seek it through sex. We overeat. We drink. We take drugs. Or if we don't go there, we're seeking for some kind of assurance. If we want to have honor we try to find it through people-pleasing. I'll do these nice things and then, then you'll honor me. Or if you want to have an identity, you try to seek it through achievement and comparison with others. Well, you know, I'm doing better than this one or that one. And of course it's not new. It's the story of humanity, really, because We human beings are, all of us, children of a broken home, a home that broke down in Eden. And east of Eden, we have been longing for the Father's love. East of Eden, our sin removed us from the Father's presence and and removed us from a place where we lived in intimate partnership with Him, removed us from that place where there was an intimate two way relationship back and forth, an intimate relationship. And what happened? What happened? The first children, the first children, Cain and Abel, Cain murdered his brother. And why did he murder his brother? He murdered it, murdered him over religion. It was over the father's approval. Because you want the Father's approval, right? And, and they, they offered their sacrifices hoping to find the love of the Father and failing to get it. What went wrong? Well, God created us in His image. And we have been returning the favor, really, ever since. Making Him in our image. Projecting Our flawed natures, our flawed self-image, our failings, somehow onto God, that he couldn't possibly love us, that that, that we've got to constantly struggle to to find that love, and not really knowing the one that we worship. And then came Jesus. Jesus. Then came Jesus, and Jesus Jesus showed us the way out of that. You see, being an orphan makes you a sitting duck for man-made religion. Religion says you are out of the Father's good graces, but we have a way to get you back in. Jump through these hoops, and then God will love you. If you do this, and if you don't do that, And if you do uh, very well and don't do very well, then then maybe God will will love you. And then when you die, he won't send you to hell. And you'll really get to, to know him then. That's what religion does. But Jesus came and he told us about a prodigal son. He told us about a lost sheep. He told us about a lost coin. And what he told us was this, that God never loved you more than when you were most lost. You can't get out of the love of God. Like, How do we, how do we get a hold of that and, and keep a hold of that? If it was your lost child, would you love them less because they were lost? Or would you love them more? He loved us more. Because, see, God only loves one way. He loves you all the way, all the time. What happens is we get away from Him. We're so ADD. It's the ADD planet. You know, you get in the presence of God, and, and, you know, and then 10 minutes later, you're off in who knows where. And we think that God moved, and God never moved. It was us. His love, his love is constant. And his love is not the mer- at the mercy of our inadequacy. And we don't know who we are, until we know that love, the love of our Heavenly Father. And he gives us our name. You know, my name is Ross Thompson. My, my dad gave me that name. Thompson was the family name. I got the family name, and then I got a personal name, Ross. And, and you know, it's interesting. I, my dad was on the way to register my birth Uh, Because I was born at home, and I was supposed to be Ross Allen Thompson, and he was about to put that in there until he realized what my initials would be. So I'm only Ross Thompson, thankfully. I'm thankful for that. But Ross is my personal name, and my dad gave me that name. And so it is with our father. He gave you the name Christian, gave you that name and he gave you your name because he knows who you are and he loves you as you are, he loves you. Here's the thing, you never stop feeling like an orphan. Until you have an, infinite, an intimate relationship with the Father. There are just so many people who are trying to be religious and, and, and being orphans. You always be an orphan if, if the Father is distant. And Jesus came to tell us he's not distant. You know, sometimes I I, I think uh, people have more of a Muslim view of God than a Christian view of God. That God is great and he's all-powerful. and He's he's all of these things, but so far removed from us. And and he's rich and he's given us the riches of this world, but he's not with us. It's like an absentee dad, you know, he may be a multi-millionaire, but he's not here. And what Jesus did is he came and he said, no, he's here. He's for you. You're not on your own. The Father is present. We know the Father because he's given us his son. Now, when Jesus came, he came as a son, And when he says, don't worry, don't fear, he's he's not telling us to suck it up and be be super strong and and have this amazing uh, internal power. He's telling us, don't worry because you have a dad. Look at the birds of the air, he says in Matthew 6.26. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet... Your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Everyone needs a father. And Jesus says, You've, you've got one. On the night before his execution, Jesus told his disciples that he was, he was leaving and that they knew the way forward. And they're going I have no idea what the way forward is and in John 14 5 Thomas said to him Lord we don't know where you're going so how can we know the way and Jesus answered I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the Father except through me if you really know me If you really know me, you'll know the Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. That'll be enough for us. And Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority. Rather, is the Father living in me who is doing the work. It's through the Son that we come to know the Father. Father is a relational term. Son is a relational term. God could be many things without being a father from an intellectual standpoint. But we believe, because of the revelation that we have, that he is a father. That he is relational. And that we know him in a relational way. And that he expressed this relation most powerfully through Jesus. John 3.16 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him, why do people have such a hard time believing this? Why do we run to the condemnation when when God is telling us there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus? Where does that leave me right now? I have a loving heavenly father. Those who knew Jesus up close and personal knew God the heavenly father up close and personal because the presence of the father was so so powerful in, in Jesus. Where does that leave me right now? Well, you know, Jesus answers that question. A little later in John chapter 14 Jesus said this verse 15 If you love me and keep my commands I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever the Spirit of Truth The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. That promise, I believe, stands. Jesus says that he did not leave us as orphans. He promises that when when he died on the cross that we weren't orphaned by that. And why not? Well, because we know the Father because he's given us his Holy Spirit. We have his Holy Spirit. We have his presence. The, the, the reading at the, at the Lord's Supper, that by his Spirit, we can call God Abba that we can't just we don't just call God father we call him daddy by his spirit you know in order to get the christian message you've got to have father son and holy spirit all three or it gets messed up the holy spirit is the intimacy the presence That we know the Father and the the Son through him. In Romans 8, 14 through 17. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. You and I, we can crawl up onto our daddy's knee and we can cry out to him as little children and he will always always hear us and you and I will always be his little children it doesn't matter if you're seven or 97 you'll always be his baby that's what we got That's the good news. it's, It's amazing news. And when we pray, we pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus came so that we could say, Our Father. Our Father. I think it would be very appropriate on Father's Day for us to pray that prayer. Would you stand with me and let's pray it together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Are you part of that kingdom? If you're a Christian, you are. Maybe you haven't been a part of that kingdom and you want to declare for the kingdom this, this morning and you want to come and give your life to Jesus I want to offer that invitation and, and, and if you have a prayer that you want lifted up to our Father we would love to pray it with you Just, you could come to me you could come to one of our shepherds and we will gladly pray with you while we sing this invitation hymn.